Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. And welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri, joined from time to time by a mystery figure behind the Mac. Normally, we're accustomed to Danielle or Leah or even Senor Jacob himself, but today we have been graced with the presence of none other than Damon Dog. Damon, first time we've had you produce the show in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been since basketball season for sure. Jeez. It has been. I think. I think the last time Damon maybe produced an ASU show was when, when Des Cambridge decided he was just gonna. It you know, may have been that exact the half day. court shot. Yeah, it was after that game the following Monday. Damon went into the office exactly. with Saul and was like, "Yeah, I can't do this I can anymore." Ni- I can neither confirm nor deny that I called a meeting with Saul <laughs> Jacob asking to get off of the ASU beat as soon as possible. After oh that. man, well, it's tough. It's tough. You move over to Diamondbacks. Obviously, a lot to talk about on the PHNX Diamondbacks show. Um, got Game Seven tonight in Philly, so definitely good luck to the D-backs and all the fans of the Arizona Diamondbacks, but this is an Arizona State show, so we are going to get into all things Sun Devil Nation here with Arizona State and Kenny Dillingham getting ready to take on the Washington State Cougars. We'll get into that matchup. We'll get into what Kenny and what Trenton Bourget had to say at practice today. We'll get into some of the sights and sounds of what I saw over at Arizona State's practice today because a little bit has certainly changed Um, So I've got some opinions I'd love to share with you guys. But before we do that, we are a little bit more than midway through the Sun Devil football season. Obviously, one and six, not where anybody wanted to be at this point. Tuesday, October 24th with five games left, right? Not to mention you've got Washington State, you've got Utah, you've got UCLA, you've got Oregon, you've got Arizona. Not a lot of quote-unquote games where they're going to be favored. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of people out there that don't think there's any winnable games left on that schedule. I would disagree with some of those people. I think Washington State is cer- certainly a winnable game. I think UCLA is a winnable game. I think Arizona is a winnable game. Um, Oregon, Utah, those are slightly different tiers of teams. Um, but credit to Arizona State for what we saw against Washington. They proved they could hang around with a college football giant like the Huskies, so we'll see anything is possible any given Saturday. But being midway through the season, I figured it's time to go ahead and give some grades on the three groups that we've seen, right? The freshmen, the returners, and the transfers. So we're going to go through, obviously there are a lot of guys listed and there are a lot of guys that are left off these lists as well. But this is a cumulative grade of kind of each of those specific groups. So midway through the season, I want to start with the returners and what we've seen from them so far. So you've got guys like Jalen Conyers, Trenton Borgay, Elijah Badger, Asaya Glass, BJ Green, Jordan Clark. Look, guys, I'm going to give this group 
a C plus. And it's not just these guys. It's obviously all of the other returners, Anthony Cooper, Michael Matus, Roe Torrance, etc. Now, the reason I'm giving them a C plus and not something lower is simply because of the guys playing defense. BJ Green, Jordan Clark, that group right there of guys that have showed up and showed out just about every single Saturday, win or loss. Now, on the other side of that coin, you look at some of those offensive names, Elijah Badger, Jalen Conyers, Trenton Borgay. I know there was a lot of people that had high expectations and they still have high expectations for some of those guys. Isaiah Glass, another one, right? Tevin White as well, where you want to see these guys be the stars that there were a lot of people that expected to them to be there, right? A lot of people expected Elijah Badger to be one of the best receivers in the conference. I think he's been very, very talented, but I still think there's a lot of room to grow for EK. Same with Corn, right? I think he'd be the first one to tell you that he hopes that as the season carries on through these next five very winnable games, that his play is elevated, that the entire play of the offense gets elevated. So with that said, I do have to give the returners a C plus. We'll see obviously what that final grade looks like down the stretch. But as it stands right now, I think a C plus is about as high as I could possibly give this group. Moving forward, I do want to go ahead and move on to the transfers. Uh, this is another group that I think there was a lot of high expectations for in the offseason when spring ball came around, even early on in fall camp, right? Guys like Xavier Guillory, Cam Scadaboo, to Carlos Brooks. These are guys that have contributed, right? They have been strong performers week in and week out, but they haven't necessarily elevated to that star level power that I think they can be. And that's why I'm going to go ahead and give this group a B plus cam scadaboo by himself. My goodness. If he was alone on this report card, this man would get an a plus plus because he has shouldered a burden of this ASU offense being abysmal at times, but D Ford, Prince Dorba, Clayton Smith guys on the defensive side of the ball that again have been real key pieces to this Sun Devil defense who had its best performance in years last week against Michael Panix Jr. in the Washington Huskies. Look again, Cam Scadaboo has been a, a massive part of this offense. I think this is a winless football team. If Cam Scadaboo is not on it, I don't think Arizona State is as competitive in some of their close losses without a guy like Cam Scadaboo. I think a guy in Xavier Guillory has a lot of room to grow. And that's what I have kind of under my notes, right? This transfers group has been the best group of the three that we're going to go grade. So that's maybe a little bit of a key spoiler as to the freshmen, but they've got key players on both sides of the ball and there's still room for growth on both sides of the ball. Now, you could throw in the quarterback transfers, Drew Pine. You could throw in Jacob Conover, and I think it would probably lower this group just based off of the play that we've seen from them at times this season. But overall, the transfers have been a really, really strong part. And on top of that, I think that should get everybody kind of excited as to what's next, right? I was out at practice this morning and I was talking with a media member just like, man, I'm excited for the offseason already. I know we got five games left and you know there's still a lot of room to grow for these guys out there. But seeing what Kenny Dillingham and company were able to do for three and a half quarters against the number five team in the nation should give people, I think, a lot of hope for what's next, specifically in that transfer portal era. Uh, when we get to 
the next recruiting cycle. Um, some of those guys that are going to be potential targets for Arizona State should excite people. And then obviously trying to recruit some of these guys back, some of those transfers, uh, hoping to keep them. And then guys that we haven't even seen this season that, you know, are and should be starters next season. A guy in Jordan Tyson, who was Colorado's best receiver last year. A guy in Ben Coleman, who definitely is a plug-and-play starter along the Arizona State offensive line that's been beaten with injuries pretty much all year long. Xavier Alford, another guy who was pegged to be a starter on defense who we didn't get to see this year because of the waiver. Jake Smith, right? So there is certainly a lot of room to grow for this transfer class, not only this year, but for years to come as well. And on that note, that brings us to the freshmen, the last group that we are going to be given a midterm report card. And this is tough for me. I'm going to go ahead and give the freshmen a C. You got guys like Jaden Rashada, CJ Fight, Kyson Brown, Keith Abney, Caleb Black, Corbin Hendricks. There's a bunch of guys um, that I think have so much damn potential. They've had a little bit of production, but injuries have made it really tough to evaluate this group. You look at Jaden Rashada, obviously named the starting quarterback ahead of the team's week one game against Southern Utah, and then Pretty much from that point on, got some reps in the Oklahoma State game, but injuries have really made it tough to grade his season so far. CJ Fight, we've seen really strong so far this season. It looks like he's also going to be getting some reps uh, on that field goal group on Saturday just based off of the fact that this offensive line for Arizona State is beaten with injuries. Kyson Brown, we've seen from time to time. Keith Abney, I think, is certainly going to be a really key piece to this defense next season. And I tweeted it out earlier about Caleb Blackman. This kid, he's a little bit smaller of a wide receiver, 5'9", 5'10". He's got great get-off. He's quick. He's intentional with his cuts. His route running is really, really good. All that I want to see from him next season is if he can elevate his concentration in terms of looking the ball in or going and high-pointing uh, a ball. I think that is going to turn him into a guy that you only see when people are injured or need a breather to a serious part of this offense moving forward. So, again, with the freshman, decent production, injuries have made it tough to evaluate, but there is a lot of promise and a lot of potential with this group. Don the chat, touch your eyebrows on point today, but you better be in your spot tonight for game seven or I take my comment back. Look, I think it's the first time I've had my eyebrows commented on this program, man. I'll, I'll absolutely take that. My eyebrow lady, Tammy, will definitely... Um, yeah. You have an eyebrow oh, lady? Oh, I have an eyebrow lady. My girl Tammy, she hooks me up, bro. She waxes my eyebrows. I've been getting my eyebrows waxed since I was like 14 years old. Is that like a like a your ethnicity type of situation or... or <sighs> what do you what? mean? Like, like being... You know, I'm just hairy, bro. Is, is yeah, like, a, yeah, from the Middle East, I'm just yeah. hairy. So, like, that's they just hook it up. They hook it up. My mom, when I was 14, took me over there. She's like, you need your eyebrows waxed. And ever since that, I think I got my first, like, compliment on it one time. And I was like, you know what? Pfft, let's let's do it, man. Let's just keep waxing my eyebrows. So, again, shout out Tammy for, for all the amazing stuff that she does for me. We're going to continue on talking Arizona State. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Hero Bread. Kind of a new sponsor for us. They make sliced breads, uh, buns, tortillas, all of it that are available on Hero.co and Amazon. Okay, now you know what makes them better than any competitor, guys, is not only do they have a million and five different options when it comes to these breads, but if you don't like counting carbs, this is the bread 
for you because there's a ton of fiber in the tortillas, in the buns, in all the stuff they have. So it really ends up being a lower net carb and fiber. Really, really good for you. It really kind of takes away the blech or the bloated feeling that you get when you eat uh, bread and a lot of carbs. And right now, Hero Bread is offering listeners 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use code PHNX to save on Hero Bread today. Again, that is Hero.co to save 10% today. Now, I said Hero Bread, kind of a new sponsor. We also have a legit, straight up, out the gate, new sponsor. And that's our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casinos. Guys, I don't know if you've been, but I went, we went, what, last week we went over to Gila River just to check it out. It is a really, a really dope environment. They have so many different things over at that casino aside from the casino they have a a gazillion tvs they have like a little sports book that you could watch at they've got like a little top golf thing but on top of it being like top golf you can also like do a pitch simulator like they really do have it all over there guys sign up for gila river resorts and casinos million dollar big red showdown stay in the game and get rewards it is that easy visit gila million dollar showdown.com to get in on the action for more info on gila river resorts and casinos and all they have to offer head over to play at gila.com now getting to what we saw at arizona state's practice this morning some good news it looks like trey brown is going to be good to go it looks like he is going to be able to play uh, and start hopefully against washington state that will be a big addition for arizona state we know how thin they've been at linebacker really all season long and then since will schaefer entered the transfer portal to carlos brooks looks like he's ready to go the offensive line again Kind of just working around some pieces. We saw Aaron Frost back in action today along that offensive line. So it looks like he should be good to go as well. But like Kenny said the other day, offensive tackle Maxie and Aker, uh, it doesn't look like he will be playing for the next two to four weeks with an injury, which if you want to do the math on that, if he is out the full extended four weeks, that puts us pretty much till the end of the college football season. So we'll see if we see Max back in action at any point. Looking at the cornerbacks again, Keith Abney is a guy who, whether he plays on Saturday, is a guy who certainly has earned reps in practice he has earned the right in my personal opinion to get some game reps specifically with where this team is at in the season we'll see again some of these freshmen cj fight montana warren we'll see if and when Jaden rashada potentially comes back but kind of taking a look at the energy at practice it's been a lot of the same with the defense all season long they've been here right they have kind of kept the pace of We are going to be passionate, we're going to be emotional, we're going to be tenacious, but we're not going to let it get too far. The offense, for example, when we got to fall camp and as we moved along the season, it's kind of little. been a little bit of some hills, right? Like they've been high at points, they've been low at points. Obviously, there are not a lot of good things when people are talking about the Arizona State offense as it relates to Saturday's loss against Washington. They drove the ball, but at the end of the day, Every single drive outside of the one scoring drive, there was just something wrong that ultimately led to this team being unable to capitalize in the red zone, um, which 
if we know anything about Saturday's game, let's be real, they're ineffective and inefficient um, red zone possessions are ultimately what costs this team the game down the stretch. Don on the chat, time to clean the bus and give the new bought-in guys a shot. Returners have been playing like ass. Yeah, look, I, I think I've had a conversation with, with a couple players just in terms of, like, do people think it's the play calling or do people think it is the the players? And I'll be honest, right now, in my personal opinion, it's on the players. In my personal opinion. The game plan to me on Saturday looked like it was beautiful. Time Own the time of possession, right? Drive down the field, make Washington one-dimensional, force turnovers, and you're going to have a shot. That's what they did, right? They own time of possession. 37 minutes one, okay? Quarterback didn't get sacked. They had multiple opportunities to punch it in thanks to the defense forcing four turnovers. They held Washington the number one offense in the nation to no offensive touchdowns. Like, the game plan was perfect in my mind. You can't you can't go out there and execute a better game plan. It was the best defense anyone's played against Washington all year, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. Kenny said it today. I think this was probably Arizona State's best defensive performance that they have had in recent memory, period. I can't remember a better one. They played the number one offense in the country and held them to 15. Yeah, 15. No offensive touchdowns out of that either. The single touchdown was obviously that Trenton Bourget pick six. Like, it's it's a super, super tough situation. But to what we talked about yesterday, to what Kenny talked about yesterday in terms of the bus being dirty, right? The defensive bus was clean. The offensive bus was dirty. It all comes back to the little things. It comes back to the details on offense and defense. Kenny Dillingham spoke a little bit about the details of the offense and the defense today. This is what he had to say. I think it's, you know, I think it's good to see, like, it's easy to say these things matter. The reality is 90% of people don't actually, people say it matters, but you don't actually believe it matters. Like, hey, you have to be early if you want to have this, or you need to clean the locker room if you want to win, or you need to clean the bus to show details matter, right? But most of the time, in 18 to 22 year olds, stuff like that goes in their head and they're like, why does cleaning have anything to do with winning? This is stupid. That's, that's your initial thought, is what's the correlation? They don't, you don't understand. And when you have a moment in a game like that in year one where you can say, look, look, this group was just praised for doing this little item, and they just played probably the best defensive game of football in the last, since I can remember at Arizona State. I can't remember a better defensive performance. Uh, and this side, Move the ball. Had the ball for 37 minutes. Like, drove the ball. But every drive, one thing knocked us off course. What's the difference? And you may not think this matters, but this is everything. And so I think when you have those moments in year one to show, right, that there is a correlation, I think you have to capitalize on it because, you know, the zero kids were on the list yesterday. For anything academic, anything for practice, zero people. And I said, if we can do that for five more days, I feel really, really confident about Saturday. You know, right after the game on Saturday, we did the post-game show and it bled into Sunday morning. And I was driving home and I was texting Sean and Shane, my lovely ex-co-hosts. And I texted in the group chat 
and Damon, you could chime in on this, right? If we go into Saturday and I sit there and I tell you that Arizona State's going to hold Washington to no offensive touchdowns, 13 rush yards, force four turnovers, and have time of possession for 15 more minutes than the Huskies, what would you think the outcome of that game would be? Well, I mean, I would think that based off of, honestly, based off of how Trenton played against them last year, I would think that you guys got at least, ASU would score at least two touchdowns. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would think that it would, at minimum, it would have been like a one-point game, if anything. Yeah. Like, you read those numbers, and honestly, regardless of the team on the other side, you should win that game. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. You hold a team to no offensive touchdowns, 13 total rush yards, you force four turnovers, and you have 15 more minutes of time of possession, you should win that game 10 times out of 10. There should be zero reason why you lose that game, but it comes down to what Kenny just talked about. It comes back to the little details off the field. If you can't pay attention to the smallest things like cleaning up after yourself on the bus, right? Or if you can't stay off the academic list that the coaches have, like if you are not early to meetings, if you're not early to lift, if you're not early to practice, it's the little things to go out there and be successful. The defense is doing it. The Arizona State defense is doing it and it's showing, right? How many of those numbers that I read to you of if ASU did X, Y, and Z, they should win this game? How many of them are defensive things, right? Well, no offensive touchdowns. That's a defensive thing. 13 total rush yards for Washington. That's a defensive thing. Four, four turnovers. That's a defensive thing. Okay, what'd the offense do? Perfect. They held onto the ball 15 more minutes than Washington. That's a success. What'd you do with it? You just dilly-dallied for an extra 15 minutes because that's what the score says. The score says you lost 15 to 7. You had the ball for 37 minutes. How many red zone possessions did you have? And maybe because of a key detail here or there that you maybe slipped up on. Or because you weren't early to a meeting. Or because you didn't take that mental rep seriously on your way to the game or at the team hotel or through walkthrough that it was unsuccessful, right? Those are little pieces to the program, to the culture shift that Kenny and the staff are trying to build that... At a certain point, it's on the players. The coaches can only do so much. Kenny was asked point blank again today, uh, like, was the bus thing like something that you just told the media? Or did you take it seriously with the players? And he said he took it seriously with the players. He seriously took seven photos of the team buses after the fact and put it on the boards during meetings, right? To show these are the little things that you can't do And if you can't do something as simple as picking up after yourself, then how are you going to be able to execute X, Y, and Z in an offense that's striving to be a top 10 unit consistently in the nation? If you can't do that, then like, why are you here? What a football coach move, right? Like I, from my days of playing football, I could just see my coaches doing exactly that. Yeah. I took the, the, these many pictures of trash that was left on the team bus. Yeah. And it's one side of the ball. It's one side of the ball. Like you're if you're if a, you're a defender, you're laughing your ass off. You're like we're putting out the best fucking performance that anybody in maroon and gold has seen in 10 years. You guys can't score a damn touchdown. You score one touchdown inside the 5-yard line. 
and you can't pick up you can't pick up like a granola bar wrapper like what the hell man a lot of short fields too it's it's it makes no sense to me actually that's not true it makes total sense to me you don't do the little things right you're not gonna be able to do them on the field i know i ranted yesterday about it and i'm ranting a little bit about it now but it really does bug me and it should frustrate everybody that wasn't a part of it um, as it relates to, to Arizona State. And Kenny, again, talked about the fact that right now, that's where the program is, right? He is the last one on the team plane. And he's the last one on the team bus. Why? Because he has to go through and double check these little things to hold everybody accountable. At a certain point when the program is developed and it's where he wants it to be from a cultural perspective, you won't have to do that. But as it stands right now, Culturally, they're just not there yet, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. They have a lot of room to grow, and I think one of the real big bright spots that we saw from Arizona State's offense on Saturday was their ability to run the football, right? 145 rush yards, averaging nearly five yards a carry, 31 attempts in their balanced attack of being able to control the time of possession against a really good offense in Michael Penix Jr. in Washington, and then also a pretty solid defense that Washington has as well. So Kenny spoke a little bit today just in terms of how the ground game can get elevated and how it can potentially boost this offense moving forward. I think, you know, it's just structurally how you want to run an offense. You know, I've never been. That style of play is different for me. Uh, you know, cut splits, quick motions, under center. That's not really been my background. You know, it's something I obviously study because I like to know trends, and that's a really a trendy thing in the NFL right now is this style of play. It's almost like going back to the double wing and the wing T offense. Everybody's tight, cut splits, underneath the counter, speed sweeps, tosses opposite, play action waggles, right? So it's kind of, it's funny because football, it all comes full circle. And you went from, you know, wing T, double wing. People said, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Spread, move everything out, right? Throw it around. And now the highest level is moving back to a fancier way to run something that was run 70, 80 years ago. So it's just, you know, it's just kind of funny how football works, but you gotta, it's misdirection. And that's how you create good numbers and leverage in the run game. Sometimes you may not always have the best numbers, but you're gonna have leverages and confusion. So it's a lot more built off of creating bad eyes and it's built off of truly winning one-on-ones. So a little bit different of a philosophy. So we're gonna mix in both because you can't just do that every week. We've never done that. If you've never prepared for that, you should have some success. But now teams saw it on tape. So if we just think we're gonna repeat, right? We're in for a world of hurt. If we just think we're gonna copy and paste all that stuff and have success this week. Kenny's got it. You're not gonna be able to just copy and paste the little bit of success that you had last week against Washington, against a Washington State defense that is obviously, you know, they beat up on Arizona State last year. Like, that's pretty cut and dry. Like, it wasn't even close. Washington State dominated that game. It's obviously a new staff, a lot of new players. But Cam Scadaboo, DeCarlos Brooks, Tevin White, Kyson Brown, like, they're going to have to, again, shoulder the load this week unless the ASU offense, specifically that passing game, can elevate itself. Otherwise, Arizona State's recipe for success for the rest of the season needs to be absolutely running the shit out of the football, 30 carries a game, easily, split between D'Lo and Scat, and hanging your hat on playing some of the best defense in the Pac-12. Otherwise, 
it doesn't seem like it's going to go too well because in the few games that we've seen from Arizona State this season where they do air it out a lot, I just keep going back to that Fresno State game, game where you, you kind of abandon the ground game pretty early on there and you just tried to throw it around the field. And Fresno State wasn't having it, right? They weren't scared of the quarterbacks. They weren't scared of the wide receivers. Like, they just played you straight up and they won, right? Washington State, they were in the AP Top 25 at a certain point this season. You don't want to get in an aerial shootout with Cam Ward on the other side. I know he's not Michael Penix Jr. or DJ Uyunglele or Bo Nix, but Cam Ward's no joke. He's no slouch at quarterback. He's definitely a guy that, when called upon, can go deliver a win for his team, and it's going to be a lot, a lot of pressure on Brian Ward, A.J. Cooper, that defensive staff, to pretty much hold Cam Ward down in a similar way that they did against Michael Penix Jr. Then on the opposite side of the ball, uh, again, that ground game is going to be super, super important. Donald Chad, defense outside of what, two or three starters playing better? I see a trend here. Yeah, the defense is absolutely, um, it's just, it's frustrating because going into the season, I said that, there were, I think, going to be a lot of people that were surprised by this Arizona State defense. I didn't even think that they would be as good as they are now. Um, but it's frustrating that the offense, with as many perimeter weapons that they have, hasn't been able to find any sort of rhythm, any sort of life or energy uh, up to this point, right? And I'm not going to sit here and feel bad, right? Like, go do it. Go do your job. Go do your job, right? And I, I, I said it yesterday. Kenny's going to take a lot of the blame. He's every single week. He's going to say, I could do this different. I could do this different, whatever. At a certain point, man, the players just got to go play. Donald, the chat, fuck it. Give Conover a start. Send the message. Donald, I'm going to tell you, buddy. I've seen these quarterbacks play in practice. You don't want that. You don't want that, man. No, I don't think you want that mm -mm, at all. Mm -mm. You don't want that at all. I think if he was good enough to start, there would be yeah a, there's a reason potentially start there's a reason when we were in the quarterback competition days of this program that there was it was a three quarterback competition and not a four quarterback competition jacob conover he's just not he's not ready to, to start at this level in my personal opinion uh he could prove me wrong one day but today is not that day so i fully expect arizona state to stick with trenton borgay um at least for this game in uh, moving forward the same way that we over here at PHNX are riding and sticking with everybody over at Wink. If you haven't checked out Wink, then you certainly haven't listened to the PHNX Coyote Show because Senor Steve Peters himself is pretty much a walking billboard for Wink. Dude loves that stuff and rightfully so because if you're like me and you don't necessarily like soda or you don't like to drink a bunch of like super... In intensely flavored stuff like wink is this little little seltzer little can with in like an ounce just a wink a pinch if you will of thc that really does a great job of just taking the edge off specifically if you're an arizona sports fan which if you're here you probably are wink is definitely the drink for you you're not going to get high out of your mind but you're definitely going to go from a 10 to a 7 uh, and if you're at a 7 maybe do a 5 but if you're at a 5 
you can't go any lower unless you hop over on those countdowns. And then those countdowns will get you from a 10 all the way down to a four. Those babies, they pack a punch. They're available in either two and a half milligram or five milligram cans. You can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday goods, dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. You can also save money online by going to drinkwink.com and using that promo code PHNX for 20% off. Now, I've mentioned the Diamondbacks. I've mentioned the Coyotes. I've obviously talked about Arizona State. We've got a wildcat behind the Mac. But the NBA is back, y'all. The Phoenix Suns play ball tonight. The wait is officially over. Basketball is back in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable Offer new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. And go log into DraftKings right now, even if you're not um, a, a new customer. Like, I logged into my account today and had a $10 free bonus bet just because the NBA is back. They're literally just giving you free money because NBA is happening. So go claim that bonus bet. And if you haven't signed up, do exactly what we just told you. Sign up uh, and you guys are literally going to get free money. Okay. Basketball's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code PHNX. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. The crown is yours. Guys, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 in 68 hours after issuance, sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's kind of overwhelming the amount of boosts and stuff that DraftKings gave out today. Like oh, yeah. I clicked on my app because obviously I'm the bets host, uh, phnx underscore bets. Make sure you uh, watch that. But um, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they gave you one on Champions League. They gave you one on the NLCS. They gave you one on basketball. They gave you one on the Phoenix Suns game tonight on a live bet. They gave you a reload deposit Everything. deposit boost. So they got crazy shit going on over there. At definitely, the definitely Sports. go take advantage of all of those little offers that they have. Donald in the chat, I agree with what was said yesterday. The immaculate reading of that ad on point. Thank you, Donald. Donald just... just making me my cheeks all red and rosy with all these compliments today man i appreciate you jules in the chat hey there first time watching we appreciate you jules uh everybody in the chat before we continue talking asu football do bobby hurley a solid hit that like button he's always begging he's always pleading for a little like you know nothing too crazy i know damon just absolutely loves the fact that he gets to click that little button where it says leave a like we are officially 15 days away from arizona state's first basketball game of the season they're taking on mississippi state uh, like I said, 15 days from now. So buckle up. We're going to be talking ASU basketball on tomorrow's show. So definitely stay locked in for that. But getting back to ASU football, what we saw against Washington was a lot of promise on the defensive side of the ball. We've obviously 
talked about the offense and the struggles and, you know, let's be real. There's going to be a lot of people that want to throw the blame on quarterback Trenton Bourget because I think there are times where you can see what he is capable of. You, you see that he has the football IQ to play quarterback at this level, but there are simply just times where his arm's just not there, right? Or maybe he tries to force a ball late in the game like we saw against Washington, right? You can't make those plays. At the end of the day, you, you can't make those plays. And if you want to go out there and if you want to win some of these close football games, you are going to have to find a way to lock in, to focus up, to, to really put everything out there. Because I'll be real, like Trenton, this is your, these five games are an audition, right? You have a lot of eligibility left, but guess what? Drew Pine's coming back, okay? Jaden Rashada, we're waiting for, I know there's ASU fans eager to see him, and you'll be lying to yourself if you don't think Jaden Rashada is the fan favorite to be the starter next season. Let's say maybe they dip into the portal, go get a guy. Butterfield's a couple years away. Like, these five games are absolutely an audition, whether that be for another school or to potentially steal that starting job next year, you have to go out there and you have to perform. Otherwise, there, there's just not going to be a spot for you. It's really as simple as that, right? So we got the chance to speak to Trenton Borgay a little bit at practice today. And he was asked specifically about the morale in the locker room and kind of where everybody's at, the vibe, uh, if you will, of Arizona State. And this was his answer. Yeah, I mean, it stinks. I mean, it hurts a lot. But like I said, you know, in the past with the guys, you know, if you hurt, if you're hurting, you know, it means it means you matter. It means you care. I mean, it means you care. And, you know, for people to care, it stinks that, you know, we're not here to, to lose. You know, everybody wants to be a winner. Uh, but to know that we've lost the last three games by 14 points, two touchdowns combined, it's it stinks. It shows you just how close we are. Uh, but I, I think we're super excited to just really break through, you know, knock down that last wall and, and just uh, explode. Man, the players are tired of being close the fans are tired of being close i'm tired of being close are you kidding me i'm tired of these one touchdown these one score games right they lose to washington by eight they lose to cal by what three they lose to colorado by what three seven like again another one score game last three games all lost one score just think we're we're, we're talking about a four win football team if the last three games, if you're able to get the little things done, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, or in Colorado's case, you just don't have that defensive lapse in coverage in the last minute of the game. We're talking about a four-win football team. We're not talking about a the the one-and-six football team that you're crying and, and all the boo-hoo right now, right? You're talking about a four-and-three football team, and then you're on the other side of that coin. You got to win over Washington. You got to win over Dion. You got to win over Cal. Like... Then we're sitting here like, damn, maybe that bull ban was a bad idea. With five games left, you got two left, right? Like, if you're able to do the little things, we're absolutely talking about a different season right now, which is it's, it's just tough to imagine. I know, look, U of A fans are obviously happy to see those one-score games go in the opposite direction, but I think a big part moving forward for this team is one-on-ones, right? is being able to go out there and be the better player on the team. Elijah Badger, Jalen Conyers, Bryce Pierre, Xavier Guillory, Cam Scadaboo, Geo Sanders, right? These are the one-on-ones. Troy O'Meara. These are the guys that need to go out there 
and just play ball, right? I get it. There are times when a one-on-one is going to be thrown to you and you're not favored to win it. But you got to go out there and you got to make a play. That's right now where this team is falling short. The playmakers aren't making enough big plays, right? Some people are going to blame it on play calling. Some people are going to blame it on quarterback play. Some people are going to blame it on refs. Some people are going to blame it on the players. I'm tired of it, dude. I'm, I'm tired of it. Just fucking go make the play, right? If And look, that's why I'm not a Division One college football coach. But if I'm the coach... And I got my star player here, my star player here. We're a one and six football team. We got an opportunity against Washington State at home to go win. Hey, man, we're gonna we're gonna throw you the football ten to twelve times on Saturday. Go make a play, right? That's that's what I'm saying at this point to my star tight end, right? Yo, Jalen, forget everything that's happened up to this point. We're gonna throw you the ball 10, 12 times. We need you. Go find the end zone. Go make it happen, right? Like and. Your star players are going to go do it or they're not. And up to this point, they haven't done it, right? That's not just one player on offense. That is every skill guy, pretty much, on offense, aside from Cam Scadaboo, who, like I said earlier in the show, has been an absolute workhorse and deserves, if we're doing grades, is an A++ by himself. Because this football team doesn't deserve, their offense doesn't deserve to have Cam Scadaboo on the field right now. Seriously, they don't. Like, if, if I'm Cam Scadaboo, who has, I believe, another year of eligibility left, why are you coming back? Right? I'm the only playmaker on this offense right now. That's what it seems like. Why am I coming back? So, if you're anybody on the Arizona State football team that is coming back next year on that offense, and you want Scad on your fucking team next year, go make a play, dude. Help this guy out. Like, I'd be exhausted if I'm Cam Scadaboo, just as much as the ASU defense is, right? Of just like, hmm, well, I guess I got to show up again by myself. Otherwise, we're not going to stand a chance because that's what it feels like it's been. Damon, am I being too harsh? Am I being too harsh or I feel like I'm being pretty, like, fair with my assessment? I mean, Scadaboo's good. You yeah. like anyone with eyes that watches the game can be like, this guy is a contributor. He's helping the team, like, try to win football games. He's a gamer. Yeah, for sure. And plus, the O-line is horrific. And he's still putting in good performances. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty disheartening when you got a player like that and the team's just not performing. Feels really bad. Yeah. You got to win those one-on-ones, man. Trenton was asked today a little bit about the one-on-ones because Kenny and company, they ran a lot of one-on-ones today at practice, and this is what Trenton had to say. Yeah, you know, I think we did a good job of making sure, you know, we, we did a lot of one-on-ones with our DBs. You know, they're, they're some of the best DBs, you know, in the conference, in the country. And, you know, the more we can just go one-on-one with them, it's going to definitely make it easier in the game because, you know, we do it every day in practice. So, you know, those 50-50 balls in the games, you know, if we catch one or two, it's, it's going to be a big difference maker. But, you know, we're going to continue to attack those one-on-ones and we'll make those plays in the future. I need to see it on Saturday. Need to see it on Saturday. Sean in the chat, I keep hearing, I kept hearing, quote, this team has talent, but where? The wide receiver drops way too many balls, and the QB play is pretty bad. Defense is pretty good, but gets worn down throughout the game. There's talent, man. I've seen it. I, it, it. It's tough, right, because I'm at these practices, and I can tell you, hey, there's talent here, right, because I see it. I see it at practice. But when you get out there on Saturdays and you play in some of these games, sometimes it just goes missing, man. Sometimes it just goes missing, whether that be personnel packages, whether that be play calling, whether that just be the the you know intensity of the moment, there's talent on the team. 
Elijah Badger is a great wide receiver. Jalen Conyers is a great talent at tight end. Cam Scadaboo, like Jules is saying in the chat, is a beast. The Carlos Brooks, I think a lot of people were really excited to see him back on the field against Washington. He had 60 rush yards uh, on top of the 145 that ASU had, right? Like, there are certainly talented guys. And all I'm saying at this point in the season, you are seven games in, somebody go make a play. Somebody go make a game-changing play. Because I'm tired, and you're tired of losing by one score. Right? You're literally one play away. That's what it is. You are one play away from changing the outcome of that game. So, go do it. Go make the play. Go be better. Right? That's pretty much all I can say at this point. This is kind of day two of my rant as it relates to the ASU offense because it's frustrating, it's exhausting, and I know they're tired too. Like, I know they want to be good. I know they want to be better. Just go do it. Right? It, it's... I, it, maybe you could laugh at it that I'm making it sound so easy when I understand that there are so many factors that go into it. But if you're the one guy on this team, go just do something different, man. Go make the one play. That's all you're going to be asked to do is go make the one play. We'll see if the, they can do it. What do you think the reason is for the playmakers not stepping up this year? Because on paper, I mean, even looking at it from like a U of A fan perspective, Jalen Conyers is a stud, like you said. Yeah. Elijah Badger is a great wide receiver. Guillory... You know, coming into the season, everyone was super high on him. So what's what's the reasoning behind people not being able to make a play? I think from what I've seen, it and this comes this is gonna come across as an excuse when I don't think it's necessarily excuse. It's it's more so just the circumstances of where they're at. I think the offensive line not being able to truly have synergy and chemistry throughout the entire season has made it pretty difficult outside of that Washington game to consistently and effectively run the football. So teams play Arizona State pretty one-dimensionally, right? They're going to load the box because they know Scat's the best player on the field, and they're going to go play man, and they're going to go have these wide receivers go beat them. And it's not even the wide receivers. They're they're begging Trenton Borgay and some of these other quarterbacks that we've seen to go beat them. They'll, they'll live with it. They'll live with a Trenton Borgay going out there and beating them. But he just, from a pure arm perspective, hasn't necessarily been able to get the ball in his playmaker's hands. And Kenny would be the first one to take blame for it and tell you, hey, I need to do a better job of setting up some easier plays for some of these guys. But at the end of the day, like, it's 50-50. I'm not putting all the blame on Kenny. Like, we've seen it, right? From time to time, they can stretch the field. And it seems like every game, EK is open across the field by himself at least once. Like, you just got to do it consistently. Somebody outside of Elijah Badger needs to go catch a football. Xavier Guillory, Sean Russ, like Geo Sanders, Melquan Stovall, somebody's got to go do something, right? Like, this is not a one-man band. And that's what it's been. That's why the offense has been so bad. Sean in the chat, I call this a lost season. I'm just hoping we beat UA. Then I'll call that a success. I want to see this team fight like hell. Yeah, look, the defense is continuing to fight. We'll see what the offense can do. It's it's tough, man. It's tough. And I think when they when they are able to finally break down that wall of these close losses to a close win, I think it's really, really going to help uh, the confidence in, in terms of trusting the process and then also getting some of these players to give that extra 10%, right? Of like, damn, like, did you see Gio made that play last week? And we ended up winning by three. 
right? It's like, huh, I could be that guy this week. I could be the guy that's not named Elijah Badger or Cam Scadaboo to go out there and make a game-changing play. Just go do it, man. That's the difference between Arizona State being 1-6 and six and Arizona State being 4-3 and three, is somebody stepping up and going to make a goddamn play. So we'll see who makes a play over the next five games, specifically on Saturday against Washington State. We're going to continue talking Arizona State throughout the week. We're going to be talking ASU basketball a little bit on tomorrow's show. So definitely stay locked in. Guys, it's always about the little details, right? That's kind of what we've been focusing on the last couple days. But when we're talking about the details, Big, small, it doesn't matter. FOCO gets it right every single time. They are the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Hey, y'all. It's baseball season, okay? The Arizona Diamondbacks are a win away from playing the Texas Rangers in the World Series. Now, isn't that a damn sentence? So definitely hop over to FOCO.com. Get some gear to rep those Diamondbacks. They've got literally great prices, great gear. They have it all over at FOCO, and they've always got our back for Arizona sports. They have yours, too. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using that code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Now, Damon, what would you say is the best part about being a diehard at PHNX? Um, and there is a right answer to this question. I hope I you know think, that. I think connecting with all of our fans in the Discord. Is, That's a good one. That would be my, that would be my answer. What's your answer? I mean, I did, personally, it's, I love, look, I love everybody in the Discord. I love reading girth, girth words, man. When Girth and Jesse just craft and manufacture a, a, just a lasagna of a piece of content, that's what I crave Okay, that's what I crave. I crave the lasagna that Jesse makes with his computer, and you guys should too. Okay, it's super easy to get your hands on all that amazing content. Just go become a diehard, and when you get that diehard membership, you're going to get a free shirt every single year. Not to mention, we've got some awesome, awesome merch. I believe we've got a new PHNX Sun shirt that dropped today. Check that out. Check that out on social media. And when you become a diehard, you can get that as your free shirt if you would like, not to mention all the amazing newsletters that we have from all of the great writers every single week. We've also got some watch parties coming your way over at Gila River for all cards home games. Um, We've got some stuff for Suns games as well on the horizon, I do believe, not to mention some takeovers and all that fun stuff as the year goes on. But that is going to do it for our show today. We really, really do appreciate everybody in the chat, specifically everybody hopping in with the schedule change today and moving forward. Likely going to be going live between 1230, 1240 moving forward. So if you enjoyed the content today, again, hit that like button. Give us a follow over at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri. Damon, where can all the folks at home follow you? At Damon Dog. That is D-A-W-G. Go do it. And in the meantime, have a great rest of your day. Go Diamondbacks. Go Suns. We're going to see you Wednesday. Okay? 
We're going to see you Wednesday. We're going to see you on hump day. Stay locked in on social for that time. Before we get out of here, go Devils and peace.